Welcome to today's edition of the Rutten Brothers with Father John Rutten of St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, Father Paul Rutten of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, and Joe Rutten, Director of Faith Formation at St. Joseph's Cathedral in Sioux Falls on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, 104.3, 91.3, and 88.9 FM, and online at lambradio.com. The Rutten Brothers show is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. If you have questions for the Rettens, call 605-275-4659 or email info at lamradio.com. Now here's your host, Joe Rutten. Good morning, Sioux Falls! How's everybody doing out there? Welcome to uh, Rutten Radio on Seize the Day. We're excited to have all our listeners join us. John can't get over the intro. God, it's so awesome, though. I, I want to just be Robin Williams so bad. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, everybody, Rutten Crew, uh, as we take over Lamb Catholic Radio here. And How we doing, Ruttons? Great. Wow, who's this? Another who's female our, who, voice. Who's our secret guest? Uh. Our secret guest, the matriarch of the Rutten clan, is joining us here this morning for our November edition of Rutten Radio. Mom, how we doing? We're doing great. Great. Well, uh, what do you think of this radio business? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Uh, you opened up the can and I'm here. <laughs> it may not be my last visit. Uh, here we go. Usually we get subtle phone calls of like, I haven't seen you in a while. When are you going to be stopping over? Subtle phone calls are like, what would you think of stopping and picking up Dairy Queen ice cream? <laughs> well, the phone calls now are, I haven't been on the radio in a while. Hmm, your guys' radio show, I've been listening to it for the last <laughs> six months from my room. <laughs> well, this is, uh, it's a morning of firsts. Uh, Mom's first time on the radio, and... Uh, it's actually, I, I, we did another first. We She did her first Sioux Falls roundabout this morning on the way to the radio station. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> did you ever think in the city you grew up in it'd be so big we'd have a roundabout? No. Yeah. <laughs> did. I don't even know what is that. Uh, south of 57th there on Sycamore. But as we were headed out here, I said, oh, Mom, did you know that we got a roundabout? And she's like, well, no, What what what's this? I said, well, it's a roundabout. <laughs> so we just drove around it once. I should have kept going a few times, but I didn't want to be Big late. Ben, Parliament. <laughs> Big Ben, Parliament. Shout out to Chevy Chase. Uh, well, Mom, what do you think of, uh, have you been listening to the radio show? Oh, yes, definitely. What do you think? Oh, I love them. Yeah. That's, I love. Uh, do you ever think you'd have a couple of radio personalities? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We all got a million them. years. Yeah. Tell, tell the story you told me when uh, I told you I was going to the seminary. Do you remember that about the person who made the prophecy or whatever? Oh. Didn't you go somewhere and somebody said... Your family would be... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we what were was... Where were you? Group. We were at the prayer group and they had a... If Darlene Barcher's listening, she'll probably remember better than I do. They came and... There was a couple, and they stopped by Ed, your dad and I, and said, you have a large family? And we said, yes. And that was before, I think, we had you guys. And she said, well, we prophesy that your children will be heard around the world. And I 
I thought, oh, Lord, what trouble are they going to be getting into now? That was at about the time when I was trying to convince myself that riding bulls was the thing to do. <laughs> Which, of course, is what Digger did. And, and eventually and Tom. Tom. The two of them. Mothers, well, don't let your ba- babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> well, you got two of them. And, I, and mam- mom, pray that your babies grow up to be priests. <laughs> so I counteracted it. <laughs> got two cowboys, two bre- priests, and a guy in the middle that can't, couldn't figure it out. I kind of got a look. When I head West River, all of a sudden I want to be a cowboy, but when I'm running around with these guys being a priest. Be all things to all people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't know about the globe, but I think we got the coast stretched out. Uh, there's probably, I know we got a few people out West listening, and I don't know about East Coasters. Any East Coasters out there, they better buzz us up on Twitter or Facebook or call us in. We need to know if we got some East Coasters out there. But globally, yeah, most of our relatives were poor, so we had to move West for work. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, right? Nobody moves east to get work, do they? Like, don't you always move west? Yeah, move west, young man. Uh, yeah. So, but we, yes, we do have a global audience because Father Paul's in Rome. So, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, so, so she tells me that the day I think when I, I don't know why you would have told me that. I well, I suppose I came and told her I was going to go to the seminary, and she tells me that story, and so it just like, I was like, why are you? What are you? I'm like, I'm going to the seminary. What are you talking about? Like, uh, and it was when, oh, I didn't want to put my homilies online. Yeah, and, and I was just like totally trying to control God, and like keep everything nice and packaged up. And then my sister Shelley came that day. I think I probably already told this, and she's she basically said in a really really kind way, like only a sister would she say. She basically said. Don't be so selfish. <laughs> it was really kind. And it just like pierced me. And I'd never seen it from that perspective that like my controlling of this was selfish. It wasn't about not, you know, all these other things. False humility. Or- yeah, it was total false humility. And so the day that they, long story short, when it went out, these words came back to me. It was like, right now is the fulfillment of it. And then we did those videos la- a couple years ago at Lent, and you could see the map of the world and where people were listening to the video and I was like right here this is the fulfillment of that prophecy right here Ghana Italy Ireland (laughs) I'm like this is amazing and then now this radio yeah the the Catholic men's business fraternity that that we got going uh, we looked at the data on that too and it's crazy mom it's amazing you can you can track web traffic so anybody in the whole world when they type when they tap into your website it logs it and you can tell who from what country is oh following gosh. you and it's crazy uh, the global reach that that radio and that internet and that technology has permitted us today so we don't even actually always know the impact that you're having i mean it but it can be a wide reaching swath because even for this show right now, like you said, Ann Annie, a shout out to Ann Annie, right, Mom? Shout out to Ann Annie. All right. <laughs> shout out to Ann Annie. That's your f- mom's, my, grand, Grandma and Mom's first shout out to Ann Annie, uh, your sister, right? right. We'll, get, we'll get to your family here in a second. So you can have an app on your iPhone for Lamb Catholic Radio. So if you're out there listening and you don't have the Lamb app, put it on your phone. It works um, really great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yep. All of so, them. Ann Annie just got a new, new iPhone and now has the Lamb app. So she's all excited and listening and. Um, but you can do this anywhere in the world, then. 
So you can just push a button and, and you're listening to us wherever you are in the world. So it's really fantastic. Well, mom, let's get to let's. This is not a, this is about Monica <laughs> Rutten here. So let's let's get mom's story a little bit. Mom, basically at the radio show, just kind of share stories and hopefully inspire people in faith and encourage them and encourage them in our brokenness and in our hopes and joys and all that fun stuff. So uh, maybe just share with us a little bit about yourself uh, personally and then uh, maybe professionally what you did for a living and. Uh, how, how you came out the other side halfway sane uh, after raising nine kids. And what's the prayer group? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, nobody listening is going to have to. So fill us in, and then we'll get to the prayer group. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a small brain fart <laughs> here. You're a North End girl, right? You grew up in Oh, I grew up in North End, yeah. I was born in Mitchell, South Dakota, but... I was baptized at St. Joseph's Cathedral, went to school there, received my confirmation, communion, um, and got to the, I was a sophomore when my mother got sick, and we had to move. And we moved to um, Stillwater, Minnesota. But I came back after my high school and my mother had already passed away, uh, and I went through nurses' training at McKinnon, and basically, when I graduated from uh, McKinnon, I had a really good friend, and she always said, why don't you go to this meeting of Catholic people. She'd been going to it ever since for two and a half years. And I said, before before we graduate, I promise I'll go. And so it was the night we went, shortly before I graduated, that I met your dad. Oh. <laughs> and she couldn't understand why I was so interested in when the next meeting was going to be, because I'd been so adamantly against it. Against it. And um, to make a long story short, I had bought my first car for a hundred bucks. Wow. It was a Hummer. <laughs> oh, it was a good little car. And I had to pawn that off because I told your dad that I didn't have a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a beer party. And, of course, you know, that's the last thing i drink would be beer. And so i just pour it under the picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'd come back and ask. And I'd say, oh, yeah, I'd like another glass. He said, I thought you were a good drinker. <laughs> She's a wily one. I said I kind of tricked him in that aspect. But, um, so you met Fast so Eddie, as Ed. we called him? Yeah, and we got married. I graduated in June, and we got married in February. So you were trained by the, the, the legendary nuns of South Dakota, isn't it? Oh, nurse? yes. Were you at presentation? Presentation. Or really? Uh-huh. Oh. You basically get a job anywhere after being trained by them, can't you? Yeah, they were something. They were good. Yep. They were good. So then you and Dad got married and decided yes. he'd have a, then I moved a kid to or two. Archwood. 
<laughs> Iowa. Yes. And I think one of the main points of our marriage came when at our wedding I went over and placed a rose before the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary and over asked, in the Cathedral of St. Joseph here in town. Yes. Yep. So if you're listening out there, if you've been in the cathedral, there's two side altars, one of yes. Mary and one of Joseph. And that side altar of Mary, you kind of... I went over and said a prayer, it. consecrated my marriage and family life. I was, I was a great believer in setting things before the feet of Mary. Well, that's a great reminder out there, isn't it, Father John? Just for your parishioners or for anybody listening, you know... You know, the mother of Jesus, Jesus worked his first miracle because of his mom, right? Yes. You know, the wedding feast of Cana. We don't want to forget the that. the wedding off. feast. Yeah, so whatever your burdens or struggles are today, you know, it's a great, great reminder. It just doesn't have to be special events like your marriage or, or those things, but any of your things. Go, go lay uh-huh. those burdens at the feet of Mary, say a few prayers, and entrust them to her. She and I went through a lot in the last 40-some years. All right, um, so you're in Larchwood. Uh, all right, uh, so we're in Larchwood. We'll pick up back there when we come back. We're going to take a little uh, little break here on Land Catholic Radio. Remember, if you're out there listening, you can contact us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can shoot us an email at uh, lambcatholicradio.com, and we're donor-supported. So if you're out there listening and you got a few extra funds, the Lamb Catholic Radio will be a gr- great place to steward that. And thanks to Mount Marty for their sponsorship of the Rutten Radio here. Father yes. John and Mom will be back just after the break. They gave. Howdy, partner. I'm inviting you into the Pizza Ranch on 41st. They got my brand of great food and fun in the fun zone. Pizza Ranch offers their buffet and play combo. Great food, great fun in the arcade. And your kids are always safe when they play. The Pizza Ranch has daily specials every day because we know you want a great value. Let the Pizza Ranch will make sure you get it. So mosey on into the 41st Street Pizza Ranch. Or you can walk if you don't know how to mosey. But come for the fun, the friends, the food. For goodness sake, fill her up at the Pizza Ranch on 41st Street. See you here. Mount Marty College Theater will present its fifth annual Stations of the Cross and a sung chaplet of Divine Mercy with piano, bass, and cello. There will be two presentations, the first on Tuesday the 22nd at 7 p.m. and the second on Wednesday 23rd with Pete's and Fellowship starting at 6, Stations at 7, and Adoration following the performance. Both presentations are free and will be held in the Marion Auditorium. For more information, call 605-668-1533. Hello, I'm Monsignor Charles Mangan. That's, you know. I think that's better. better. Yeah. Did you hear it before? Yeah. Yep. Yes, they were having technical difficulties with the stream right now. Taste 
tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence
And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Well, actually, I think we'll pass it over to John Rutten. To see you, <laughs> you always get the lead in, man. Uh, yeah, I we were talking about the Mary statue at the cathedral. The cathedral is a you know a beautiful place, an important place for many people for a diocese if you're Catholic, uh, but even anybody that visits Sioux Falls. It's an important place, and so Mom was speaking about the tradition. Many times, uh, brides or couples will go to the Mary statue, and uh, priests as well. And so at my ordination, I, uh, after I was ordained, uh, did my first Mass of Thanksgiving the next day, and then went over to the Blessed Mother and um, signed my Marian consecration from St. Louis de Montfort, if you don't know anything about that. Uh, John Paul II was a big proponent of that, and uh, it was beautiful. And then the Billion family, if you don't know the Billions, the Billion family uh, sang an incredible rendition of Ave Maria. It was like breathtaking. Stephen uh, Catherine's Billions? There's a, there's yeah. a few Billions yeah, yeah, out yeah. there. Yep, yep. There's a Stephen Billion Catherine Billions. Catherine and the, the, I suppose maybe more of them are music too. So yeah, so it's a, um, something that many people do. But it's a personal devotion. And so it's not like a part of formal rites or anything. But many people out of their own desire do. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So at that point, you're in the big, big suburb of Larchwood, Iowa. Yes, and they and they closed the Catholic church. The school. Or the Catholic school. I'm sorry. I'm a little, you know, nervous. <laughs> I'm, I'm being heard all over. The world is still, it's still cooking in here. Anyway, it's actually like 20 people. And they're, <laughs> and they're all related to you. Yeah, yeah. You missed our first show, didn't you? Yeah. Really, it's just all of us that we're all. Basically, it's all of our relatives. <laughs> we don't have anybody. <laughs> but anyway, they they were closing the Catholic school, and I said to your dad, "We don't really need to stay here because I didn't want to see all you kids getting on the bus so early in the morning and traipsing." so far away. So we looked into it and we moved to Del Rapids. I wanted him to move to Sioux Falls, but it just didn't work out. So we moved to Del Rapids, which is a wonderful town. Shout out to Del Rapids. Is that St. Mary too? Mm-hmm. Did you go from St. Mary and to Larchwood Saint, to St. Mary, Mary and Del, Del Rapids? Rapids? And then when you moved to Sioux Falls, how did you not end up at St. Mary? <laughs> because I was a St. Joseph kid. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So just, you're in Del Rapids for a few years. Yeah, and then um, and then Dad thought it would be okay. He thought he could handle Sioux Falls. But he had a few stipulations. He said, we'll move if you find a house that doesn't cost any more than $50,000, is within five blocks of the cathedral, has a... a fence around it for the chi- for the children and I just said hmm alright I went out in the backyard and I started my rosary and I said okay Mary you got the measurements <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my eyes and ears open and sure enough I was up with not you well you were you were with we me we might have been say. in tow in the womb you were in the womb and I, we went to Mary Jo and my brother Joe's house, and she told me about this family that had this large home that they wanted to sell, but they didn't want to sell it 
they didn't want to put it on the market because they didn't they wanted a good Catholic family with a lot of kids to move in. And um, <laughs> I went up and looked at it, and I called your dad. He could not believe it. $50,000. What does it look like? Is it falling apart? I said, no, it's a beautiful home. <laughs> I said, it's got three stories. I said, we'll fit. <laughs> Lo and be known, I didn't know I was having twins at that time. So we did. We moved to Sioux Falls and was kind of... Brought you right back home to the north end. Brought me right back home to and the back north home end. to the cathedral. Well, that's great, Mom. Your story's inspiring, and it's always here. Every time I hear it, I hear new nuances and parts mm-hmm. to it as well. Just a heads up, if you're listening, uh, the live stream I think is down, so they're having a little technical <coughs> difficulty. So tune in uh, via radio there on your your iPhone app or on uh, the the not snail mail, but radio, but the old school radio. So ninety one point three. or 104.3 here in Sioux Falls. I didn't think I'd break the apparatus that you (laughs) clock people in. No, no, it wasn't you, Mom, but uh, we'll see uh, if we can get on that. So as the mother of the Rutten clan, uh, you know, kind of a legend, Mom. you got got a few kids out there. Uh, Tell tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your kids. I know people are familiar with the two priests, but uh, there's a few few more than just the two priests out there. The oldest is Rick, and he lives west of the river. And he was my first bull rider. And then comes Christy. And then Laura, you've had Laura on the Yeah, she was on last month. And then Shelly, and then Tom. Mm -hmm. And actually, Tom was a twin. But the other twin didn't make it. Mm. And I guess maybe that's why it didn't surprise me much when they said you're having twins. Because you had already been there. Yeah. Well, maybe that was, you know, the, the Lord makes good things out of, uh, you know, bad things. Maybe maybe that's the reason you ended up with us. You know, if you would have had a twin with Tom, maybe you went to have John and Joe. But I would have had three bull riders. <laughs> no. no, and then there is Paul, Father Paul. And then, now I don't want to get you guys upset. Is it Joe that wants to be first, or is I it Joe? I would prefer to be first since I was. I it think, is but, true. But what? I'm it just upset true. over the yes. stockings every Christmas that were lined up on the... I don't think you were at fault for that. I think that might have been Fast Eddie and Dad. John was always listening Well, say the name of, the name of the Rick, kid. Rick, Chrissy, Laura, Shelley, Tom, Paul, John, Joe, Katie. Yeah. How? Why is it that everyone says my name first? We do. I don't know. I think it was just uh, uh, but influenced. But I'm not. Yeah, it was nice. I must, it was when nurtured. I was a little kid, I was saying John Joe, John, John Joe, Joe, John Joe, John Joe, John Joe. So every once in a while, we have a we have a race here. We we'll say how fast we can say. Rick 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 John Joe, Katie. All right. Well, you know what we uh, what we should do now is I think we need to we need to transfer into uh, news and notes with well, uh, an update from the Vatican. We don't want to forget Catherine. Oh no, absolutely not. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to, to Catherine. <laughs> she was my baby. And Diggers, Diggers out West River, as they call him, Rick, the oldest, is out West River. He's uh, living the ranch life and sells feeders for a living. And 
Then uh, Christy's a uh, uh, home mom up in Stillwater, Minnesota, and uh, Laura is a businesswoman down in Canton. Shelly is a teacher in uh, Walnut Grove, Westbrook, Minnesota. Tom is a businessman down in Canton as well. Paul and John, obviously, they got that priest thing going on. I'm in Sioux Falls and uh, in church work, and Katie's in uh, takes runs a daycare, and so yep. that's kind of what everybody does for a living. And we're blessed that we're all still here and doing well, and we're all happy to call uh, Monica our mother. And unfortunately, our father isn't with us, but he's done, he's looking down on us. But we call him Fast Eddie, uh, but uh, uh, Dad. So with that, I think it's time to check into our live update from Rome, Italy, with oh. the one and only. Father Paul Rutten. Mom, you ready to talk to your son? Yes. All right, here we go. Just wait one second here. We're doing our live FaceTime. So, listeners out there, we have a special surprise for Father Paul as well, by the way. If we can get the connection through here. Heather, is this your first time you've had live updates from Rome? No, second. <coughs> second? Oh, I did the last time. <laughs> Miles, when's the last time you talked to Father Paul? He's on sabbatical in Rome, so... What is he doing? Oh, I don't know. Not going through. But we'll just keep chatting here until then. So, how often do you talk to Father Paul? Oh, about once a week. Yeah. The, uh... Calls and we... Chit-chat. All righty, Father Paul, are you there? Uh, technical, technical things. These are, I'm not a problem solver either, by the way. Why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll get Father Paul lined up. You're listening to Rutten Radio with our special guest, the matriarch of the Rutten clan, <laughs> Monica Rutten. Thanks to Lamb Catholic Radio and uh, our show sponsor, Mount Marty. We'll come back at you live here in just a minute. Stay with us. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure that they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it is term life or whole life. Long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. Here's a little song I wrote a couple of years ago about, uh, well, about grace. Great is your faithfulness, O God. You wrestle with the sinner's restless heart. You lead us by still waters into mercy. And nothing can keep us apart. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God.
Here. All right, we're live here again, and we got news and notes from the Vatican itself, from Father Paul Rutten on sabbatical. Father Paul, how we doing? Doing very well. Just finished uh, lunch, or as they call it here, pranzo. It's a beautiful sunny day in Rome. Uh, the pilgrims are, are coming for the history this Saturday and the closing of the Holy Year. Oh, oh. is the Holy Door closed? All but St. Peter's have closed. They all closed last weekend, and then the Pope will close St. Peter's on Sunday. Gotcha. The cathedral get yeah, closed? the cathedral's closed there's this Sunday. Yep, so at the 11 o'clock Mass, if you're I'd listening, come to the like cathedral. To up there one more time. 11 a.m., uh, Bishop uh, Swain will close the Holy Door, the Year of Mercy. First time in history that the Holy Doors have been opened in cathedrals around the world. Right, Paul? Um, for this celebration, yeah. We did, uh, for the 2000, they did kind of a Holy Door thing as well. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so... So yeah, so they're excited. There's lots of people coming to town again, but I actually will be leaving town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, when do you come back? That's it. You're a wise man. Home. Yeah, coming home. When? Friday. I need a ride, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody listening out there? Can you pick up Father Paul at the airport? What, what's your flight number? <laughs> You're too yeah, funny. I'll talk to you guys after the show. I do need a ride. Hey, 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 by the way, you got to get us a bunch of gear. Don't forget, John, Father John, yeah, you need any? Oh, I should have said. Wait a minute, Mom first. Mom, what do you need from Rome? Father Paul's going <laughs> oh, home. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Fill up Him. your suitcases. Fill up a suit. Oh, Mom. Oh. <laughs> All she wants is her son back. That's, oh. Well, Father Paul, we got Mom's first time on Lamb Radio here. We did the yeah. roundabout this morning for the first time. We got a bunch of firsts going on. Now, for the first time ever, she's talking to her son in Rome. Via the radio. What do we got going on today? Today, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to get out in the city and kind of catch up on the things that I haven't seen yet. You know how the trips go. You always think you have all the time in the world, uh, and then you run out of time. Yeah. Uh, but this morning, we had an incredible tour of uh, the Vatican Museums. It's the fourth largest museum in the world. Uh, and just some really great insight into Catholic uh, art, architecture, uh, and the understanding that we had, you know, as people of faith, uh, we sometimes get shortchanged, you know, with the beautiful art. You know, they talk about people being uh, illiterate and unable to read and write. Uh, but the Christians in those days would have known exactly what every piece of art was saying. And if you'd bring an average Catholic in sometimes today, I think they would be the ones that would struggle hmm. uh, to understand the symbolism like Jonah and, and the whale and what that's all about and that resurrection and uh, the incredible Sistine Chapel and what Michelangelo was really doing uh, for the church, really, as a whole, and, and giving her such an incredible catechesis uh, that would last for millennium. Uh, so, so it was good. It was a, a great... Liz Lepp is, was the lady that gave us the tour. She's uh, renowned uh, to her guys in Rome. So it was a great morning. Awesome. Mom, Mom is wondering if you visited her, uh, her namesake church yet. Absolutely. You know, and actually just yesterday, two parishioners came, one named Monica. So I took her over to uh, St. Augustine's Church, uh, and we knelt down and prayed before the tomb of St. Monica. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so I've actually been there three times now, Mom. Uh, every time her mother. a boy. Hey, Mom, so, Mom, yeah. Mom, your name's Monica. Do you ever feel like you, you were St. Monica raising us boys? <laughs> <laughs> Many times. 
If you only knew. Uh, well, Father Paul, sabbatical can be rigorous. Have you been fitting in your afternoon siestas in Rome? Well, this week's been tough, so hopefully after the radio show I can get a nap in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's, 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 uh, it's a great time. But you guys are ready to come home. Yep. Uh, our director always says, when the priests start telling him what to do, he knows they need to go back to their parish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pastor and us comes out pretty quick. Yep. Well, we uh, we have a special surprise. The uh, the live feed isn't going through. He has some technical difficulties. So you can't see, and radio listeners out there, you can't see. But uh, we just wanted to rib you a little bit and let you know that uh, it was our birthday here this past weekend. And for, yeah. for Father John and Joe's birthday... Uh, we got a special second mother, Karen Noonan, that makes us caramel rolls every year. And so we're in studio right now, and we just opened up a fresh plate of Gladi, as we call her. Karen Noonan's caramel rolls. Mom, John, just dig in. Just dig in. Enjoy. Oh, I saw that plate sitting there covered in tinfoil. Oh, that was Gladi's Gladys special caramel rolls. A shout out to her second. We kind of had three mothers growing up, John and I. We had... Uh, Bev Early and Karen Noonan, and then of course our own mom. So, uh, sh- yeah, we just thought we'd let you, uh, you know, that you know we miss you here. We wish you were here enjoying them with us. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Kathy Heitzler rings kind of oh, up there, there, too. there too. She just uh, wasn't. They were across town all the time. <laughs> yeah, they moved. Out, they moved on us. Well, what anything new in the Vatican? The Pope had any messages lately for you, or uh, anything you want to share? You know, really, the consistory, the naming of the cardinals, uh, really, was, is still kind of the big news here. And uh, So they're coming into town. Uh, Tobin and Supich are coming to town, uh, I think, tomorrow. Uh, so they'll uh, receive all of their uh, accolades on Saturday and return to their diocese uh, to continue to shepherd them. So. You boys missed out on that. What's that? They didn't name him a cardinal. There's a couple of steps to go before that for you, Paul. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, you know, that one priest, the uh, 80-year-old priest in Albania was named a cardinal. And it was kind of funny. He said he heard the name and he thought, oh, I wonder if there's another priest with my name. Oh. Uh, and, then, and then he realized it was him. Uh, that's awesome. So, so yeah, so it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, it's been a lot of tourists uh, coming to town, pilgrims, uh, you know, really going through the Holy Door. And, you know, uh, oh, the Pope just actually had a tour uh, given to homeless people. He yeah. flew in all kinds of homeless people from all over Europe uh, and gave them an exclusive tour of, of Rome and the Vatican. Wow. Uh, had Mass with them. Uh, and that was just... I saw that Mass. Oh, you did? Yeah, so it was, it was pretty, pretty impressive um, yep. as well. We, I know, uh, I don't know if it's Aunt Mary or Aunt Annie, but whoever used to carry around that photo of John Paul II with the dinner, uh, an Easter dinner oh, yeah. or something with the like, homeless. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Mary, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that's yeah. so uh, a special it's heart. Been good. All right. Well, I suppose, Father Paul, Mom, you got any parting words or anything you want to say to your son before we let him go? I love you, Paul. I love you too, man. And looking forward to you coming home. Yeah, I'll just have to get a ride. <laughs> I'll talk to these boys. I'll come see you soon. Hitchhike. Hitchhike. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Somebody will pick me up. All right. You want to give a shout-out to our listeners? Anybody out there you need to say hello to? 
you know, hopefully there's people in Watertown there listening and they, they know that I'm coming back. I'll come back safe and sound. You know, they were worried, oh, that's right, we had earthquakes here. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess. It yeah. was kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, they had a huge tornado just outside of Rome uh, and then some earthquakes. And I'm ready to not have any earthquakes in my life. Those are uh, really unsettling. <laughs> it's kind of, it's not the most pleasant experience. Oh, Slewfoot was out. No, about. we're, con- we're con- uh, so, well, I suppose in, wa- in Watertown, it's like, you know, when you've been hanging out at the house by yourself for a day or two and your wife comes home and all of a sudden you got to clean things up real quick. Your, par- your, parish, pra- your parish pray has to get the office in order and <laughs> make sure everything's ready and dialed in for you. Put back, put back the way they yeah, have Yeah, well, I know your staff. You, you, they got it dialed in and they'll be waiting for you. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the machine will be running. So, well, thanks, <laughs> yeah, Father Paul, for the update. Absolutely. And, We'll check we'll back in with you live, and uh, we look forward to hear from you. God bless. You too. God bless. Yeah, Paul. Are you giving me your blessing? Oh, sure. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Love Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> we even got a blessing from Rome out of the deal. I train you boys good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. Well, it was was great to hear from Father Paul. It's funny that everybody asks, hey, what's your brother doing or what's your sister doing? Or I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you tell me. You tell me. It's like, when's Paul coming home? (laughs) I don't know. No idea. Well, now we know. He comes home Friday. And he needs a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Any of our listeners out there, if you (laughs) would like to pick Father Paul up. Well, it's... Yep. He was saying he was saying about the tomb of Saint Monica. I was over there um, March of 2015, and the days were winding down, and everybody I was there with left, and I was kind of bummed. And I thought, oh, I haven't been to the tomb of Saint Monica. My mom's gonna kill me. How do you come here? So I planned pizza. Right, best thing in all of Italy is uh, rabiata, and secondly is pizza. Uh, so I was going to go get pizza for lunch and then go visit the tomb of St. Monica. I come to this bus stop and I meet this family that's just totally like Christ to me. And they want me to go to lunch with them. And I'm like, well, I got, I got to go to the tomb of St. Monica. And so I was going to say no to them. And then in the end I said yes. And this whole incredible experience occurred. Uh, well, the next day then, uh, Luca Papini, who sells those amazing Italian bags and things here in town, said, was like lining up all these, they had their first baby, and he was lining up all these people for me to meet to bring their baby gifts home for them. <laughs> After like the second or third person, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm like FedEx, you know, uh, getting all this stuff. And so then Bruno Benelli was the, was, I don't know if he was the first or last, I don't know, anyway. Uh, so Bruno... I meet Bruno to pick up this gift for Luca's baby, and we have uh, coffee and hanging out or whatever. And then he says, "Well, I'm. Would you like me to give you a tour of Rome?" And I'm like, "Oh, someone that lives in Rome wants to take me around all the church. He's a photographer, so he's always, you know, he just knows the place inside and out." And I was like, "Yeah." 
And so we're walking by, and the one of the first places we go to, he says, "Oh, here's the tomb of Saint Monica. We should go in here." <laughs> I was like, "See, you just you follow the Lord, and He makes everything happen the way He wants it to happen." And I can't imagine if like I would have not went to lunch with his family, so that I went and did my will, which is get to the tomb. And in the end, God gave me more, more. So we always try to get yep. there, Mom, when we're there, but. God gave me more, too. <laughs> <laughs> whether you, whether lots, you liked it or not. Lots of more. As, as we're coming here this morning and we're headed up the, the, <laughs> the elevator, Father John, myself, and Mom are in the elevator, and Mom kind of looks at us and she said, this kind of reminds me of when I brought you two boys home from the hospital when you were born. <laughs> and what, what were your words, Mom, as you uh, uh, pulled up oh, yeah, the house? Yeah, tell the house. <laughs> I, well, in those days, you didn't have carriers. I just had one of you in one arm and one of you in the other arm. <laughs> and Dad had parked at the corner and opened up the door, and I was crying, and I said, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> me and my Dad, got me six, six others in the house. Yeah, they're looking out the windows and <laughs> jumping up and down. And Ed says to me, well, it's a little late now. Uh, yeah, here I thought, we go. Well, that's about the amount of sympathy I ever get out of him. I'm good. Oh, fast Eddie. Yeah, well, you know, Mom, Dad was great. He died a few years ago, passed away. and uh, But, you know, talk a little bit about him. What were the virtues that, that he had as a man, as a husband, as a father that you think were, you know, exemplary or something that are good for other men to, to emulate or to consider? Well... Obviously not perfect, but uh, he was a good man. Yeah, he was a good man. And he was he was always there when you needed him. Hmm. Reliable. Very reliable. And he did he did pretty much everything that I ever asked him. <laughs> That's and, a great husband. <laughs> my wife my wife probably wishes I'd emulate him a little bit more maybe. But I know there's a few people in town that remember me laughingly because they were the she was the secretary at the lumber yard downtown that I called frantic when I found you two boys upstairs. There was water leaking down <laughs> from the ceiling, and I was in, talking in our to nursery. Yeah, I was talking to Bonnie Geeky, and I said, I think I better go. I got up there, and there was John sound asleep, laying down in that water on his bed. <laughs> and Joe's just having a grand time. <laughs> Shoved the bed over to the sink, filled it up with Kleenex, was paddling around. I just went nuts. I thought John was dead. I got him up, and I shook him a little bit, and... I got the telephone, went downstairs, got on the phone again, and I called the lumberyard. You got to get a hold of my husband, and he, I need him home here now. And Ed took it quite lightly. I said, Ed, they could have been dead. <laughs> Do you realize what they were doing? I said, cut that door in two. He said, Cut the door in two. Yes, I said, cut that bedroom door in two. That's going to help them so they don't drown. 
I said, Dad, don't even comment. One other thing. And I said, grab that, that rug and pull it up. I said, get the rug off the floor. So there he was pulling the rug off the floor, took the door down, sawed it in two. And he, I think it's the greatest door in that house. Yeah, it's like a horse stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so in our house, an old Queen Victorian house, it was a duplex at one point, so there's actually a sink. There's like a kitchenette oh, yeah. that was in our room up on the second floor. And so we that's were using I, it as a storage room when we moved in. Hmm. I said, oh, we'll never use this room for a long time, Ed. Let's just use the storage in there. Well, then when five weeks before I had you guys, we decided we'd better make it a nursery. It worked perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, so then she could have the door locked, closed, and, the and top we open. couldn't get out, and you but, could still but you could in see, see into the bedroom and Brilliant. know what's going on. Brilliant. Yeah. So. And you didn't have little telephones that you ran around the house with watching your kids no yeah that wasn't yeah. can you imagine no seat belts carrying no the kids belts. in the front seat in your arms uh you you have no little electronics to see your kids sleeping and how they're doing and i know uh, that reminds me the other day i was driving down the road and i saw a family from my <laughs> and I, I was gonna stop and then i was supposed to come see you actually and, and I was like, Mom is waiting for me. If I stop at this family's house and say hi, it's going to be a half hour. She's going to kill me. And I, I thought, well, give me a sign. And I could came to the stop sign, and I could see there was a car in their driveway. And I thought, well, someone's there visiting. That might be the sign. No, that's not the sign. And all of a sudden, I turn over, and at the other stop sign, the, there's a truck there. And all of them there are waving at me, Father, Father. And four boys are sitting in the back of the truck. Oh, oh my gosh. I thought that's the way we grew up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the yeah. best thing in the world was to drive in the back of the truck. And I thought, is that even <laughs> legal anymore? <laughs> I heard it is. Oh. As long as you're sitting down, you can still sit right in the back, in the of, the back truck. of a truck. I'm shocked by that. But that's awesome. I know. Yeah, the, can you imagine? freedom. <laughs> driving and down the they road take with that away six from us. kids yeah. in the back and two babies in the front. Oh, Lord have mercy. And then you decided, you know what, I think we need to have another. And you brought Catherine into the world. Oh, I wanted another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and you got her. And I got her. Well, God love you, Mom. Why don't we uh, take a little break here? We'll come back at you in just a couple of minutes. But you're listening to the Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio. And we are now live again streaming. Oh, so oh, if so you're out there listening. Us. Uh, you can jump online and you can watch the live stream again now for the second hour. So, Mom, Hi, Betty. Yep. <laughs> oh, we'll give shout-outs in a minute when we come oh, back. Okay. What we do want to give a shout-out to before we go to break, though, is all the children going to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we got about 10 to, 10 to 8, so all they're listening, headed to school. So, Father John, you better give a shout-out yep. to all your kids. All right, so the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the God of goodness, truth, and love who has opened our hearts and minds to desire to know all that is around us and know you be with us, and may the Spirit guide all this day. To all those teachers and to all of the children, uh, particularly those at St. Lambert, might the Lord bless you and guide you in his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we'll I may back have at you live. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Once again! 
The rug's pulled right out from underneath me. This is Father John Rutten. I'm the one leading the second hour of the show, and <laughs> Joe always gets above me. I, uh, uh, it's time for a shout-out. We're going to start out the second half of the show with our uh, shout-outs, um, and I want to throw a shout-out to Debbie Donnelly. In St. Paul, oh, Minnesota. Oh, so yeah, cousin of co- yep, married into the Donnelly family. She, you know, was around the whole time we've been around, so she's like a cousin. Uh, but she's actually an in-law, so she knows the unfortunate experience of marrying into this crew. Uh, the Donnelly crew. The Donnelly is. crew. Yes, the Donnelly crew from uh, Minnesota. I remember a lot of times now, wait growing right here. up. Of which, our mother is the youngest, the fourteenth. Yes. 14 children of the Donnelly crew that all grew up in the North End. North End. So that's and then the her Donnelly dad is crew. Pat Donnelly, Deacon Pat Donnelly, yeah. our godfather. Yeah. And, or not her father, her father-in-law. So she gives a shout-out uh, on Facebook. And uh, then there's a shout-out from Megan Krieger-Vasgard, which oh, yeah. right when she sent it, it reminded me she's a pr- well, they're like around our place all the time. I don't know if they're officially parishioners. Uh, but she's dropping her kids off at school, and it just reminded me, like, St. Lambert's school children are all over the place. We fit this, we're in this little place where we're like Brandon and Harrisburg and John Harris and Cleveland. I mean, and then all these homeschool kids. Uh, you can't hardly keep, <clears throat> you can't keep a thumb on them. So Megan Baskar's <laughs> dropping her kids off at school and um, uh, and gave us a shout out. So, and then finally, uh, Shelby Rolfs down in Yankton uh, was a parishioner of mine and she gives a great shout out and is grateful to be listening this morning. So, and awesome. all right, you, mom. Shout, well, shout we I can't skip mom. Mom well, yeah, needs to get on the shout out list. I want to. I want to shout out to Bonnie Gakey. Oh, oh, down in Larchwood. Down in Larchwood. You guys just celebrated a little party. You had a little party. Yeah, right too we long did. Ago. And um, and I want to shout out to Hattie K. Ryan. Oh yeah, the good old Ryan crew from the North End. And I'm not sure where Mary Lou is at right now. And who is Mary Lou? Aunt Mary Lou. That's oh, my brother yeah. Joe's wife. Yeah, and I well, her, think her kids are listening. I know that. Yeah, well, she, and she's with one one of her kids right now. I always get it confused where she's at, but we've been pretty close. What about life? Great. What about those two sisters of yours? I think oh, Annie might have gotten a Annie. shout out. Annie, I gave Annie a shout out, and I also want to give Kitty a shout out. And Kitty's, <laughs> Kitty's kids. I don't know if Kitty's listening, but. Well, all right. Well, well, what do you got over there, Father? Let's run I'm it through your brain. Just mom giving shouts out. Shout outs. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty soon she's gonna be doing fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first time for it's, it's, it's a day for first, Mom. So, yes. if you haven't done something... Yeah, it's the first time she's heard a prayer or a blessing from her son that was more than in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> now every time I bless her, she's going to want a five-minute prayer. <laughs> you right. dress it up a little bit. I mean, I'm going to get after Paul when he gets back here, too. <laughs> they're, they're going cheap on you, Mom. It's yeah. Fast, it's like a fast food joint, Yeah. You know, you got So, in Mom always asks us for a blessing. And so, you know, Lord be with you, and God bless you, Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And she goes, wait, well, this morning for the first time, because we blessed all the children that are going to school, she knows that there's, we can, do, we do more. We do the, God who opened your heart and mind and loves you and blesses you and is with you and remembers you and loves you in the name of the Father and the Son. The first thing she says after I'm done, 
Well, you don't do that for me. <laughs> you don't dress it up for me. Yeah. Right. We'll see. Well, uh, I better throw in a couple of shout-outs. Devin Kirschman last month. I don't know if he's listening, but I didn't get him in the, the loop, so we'll give him a shout-out. Ronnie Heitzler got married. So I'll give oh, him, did he? Yeah, we'll give him a shout-out. Oh, what I'm going to give him a licking. Oh, yeah. yeah. He never sent me a Well, that's pro- we'll get into that. That's probably your son's fault, so we'll, okay. we'll talk about that. And what else do we got out there? Um... Let's talk a little bit about this Donley crew. So you're the youngest of 14, Mom. So you're used yes. to big families. Yes. All righty. And you guys grew up all over the place a little bit, but you guys are stationed primarily in Sioux Falls here at the cathedral. When I was born, that's yep. when they settled in Sioux Falls. Awesome. Well, it's quite a crew, isn't it? Yeah. They're, uh, they're a lovable crew. and uh, That's uh, where I learned to love everybody. Really? No matter what situation they're in i think that's why i really did so well and was a psych nurse Mm, i was going to ask you about that what have you learned yeah yeah talk about (laughs) we can come back to that as a psychiatric nurse yeah for that many years you learned something about humanity but you're saying it actually you learned a lot in your family first oh that's yes it started in my family i believe Mm. i learned to love those with the broken pieces and and those with the charming facade to cover up their brokenness. Hmm. And so when I went into psych, that's where I stayed. I went to, into psych as soon as I graduated from nurses training. The nun that was in charge, Sister Roberta, she came down and she said, I want you on my staff. And so I was glad to get a job. I just bought a car for a hundred dollars. I needed (laughs) (laughs) And all those dates you were going out on with Fast Eddie Rutten. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had a funeral the other day. Not with Fast Eddie. There were a lot in line. I had a funeral the other day. I don't know who remember who it was and they said, My dad dated your mom <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i don't remember who it was but yep she went on and on well, so. well i think uh in the half hour here as we take a look at uh the eight o'clock hour you know i think mom you've got a lot of gifts and blessings and talents and uh but maybe one of your strengths is uh being a prayer warrior you know the lord kind of gives yeah. us all a particular uh, charism and uh, place that that he really blesses us and that, that's oftentimes, I think, in your world, you're really a prayer warrior. Uh, where does that come from? Like, has it always been a part of your life that prayer's been, um, I don't know if I want to say even easy, but that it's come naturally and it's been a place that you found sanctuary? Because for many, yes. it's a struggle. Yes, that is, it was a sanctuary for me as a child growing up. And then in my families with my brothers and the problems they had. My mother was the one that started it. She had an open house to anybody that needed help. She was always there with the open house and fed them and gave them a place to sleep. And she said that's what a lot of people, that's what their need is, just to be in the warmth of a loving family. Hmm. 
Well, I, th- I think you picked that trade up for your own family there, didn't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we had a kind of a hotel rutten when we grew up. Yeah, the Noonan used to always say, yeah, there's a sign outside your house that says vacancy. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was always room for more. <laughs> So, yeah. prayer, so prayer kind of was uh, comes from your mom and her openness, and then uh, yes. just kind of a part of who you were. And the strong faith was just was a gift that was passed on. And I even was reading about it in my using my Jerusalem Bible this morning that uh, Scott Reardon had prophesied, and then he had a scripture passage about the faith in my life, how it had passed from my grandmother Mm. to my mother and then to me. And I know several different times when I was in the prayer group and we would either go to some charismatic renewal meeting and they'd have prayers afterwards. The people would... um, would respond that they felt strongly that the Lord had called me to a life of prayer, mm. an intercessory prayer. So, so that comes, you think, or as you said, from your your actual grand grandma, my great grandma. Uh-huh. Now, as you mentioned, your your mom died when you were young, sixteen yeah, in 16. high school. So we really didn't grow up with grandparents. We knew Grandpa Rutten a little bit, but not not terribly much for the bottom end of the of us. You knew um, Grandpa Donnelly. I mean, Grandpa Donnelly. We knew Grandpa Donnelly a little bit for the bottom end of us. The older ones obviously knew him yeah. much, much better. Um, but your your Grandma Rutten, do you remember her then? And was that uh, uh, something that, or do you think that it just was something that passed down without you realizing it? Grandma Rutten. Or Grandma, Grandma, Grandma Donnelly. Donnelly. Yeah. No, I did not know my grandparents. Gotcha. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, that's a be- it's a beautiful gift. So... Uh, this prayer group that you keep talking about, what, what's this prayer group? Well, actually, my father brought it back from California, and he had gone to a prayer meeting out there, and he wanted, he wanted Mary, my, our oldest sister, to go with him because they were having a big charismatic renewal up there. Well, Mary said, Monty, you should see if they've got it at the cathedral. And I thought, oh, they wouldn't have it at the cathedral. Well, she called them. And then she called me back, and she said, yes, they do, on Thursday nights. And so I started going to the prayer group. And this is a charismatic prayer group? Yes. And it was in the basement of the cathedral. Mm -hmm. (coughs) It was a beautiful experience. Beautiful. That's where I learned how to let the spirit live in me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of times Catholics are, are not familiar with, or we yes. don't kind of grow up with that training, if you will, or, yeah. or, or experience of uh, you know maybe the personal relationship. It doesn't get any more personal in Holy Communion, right? Right. But 
we're not always uh, tapping into that, right. into the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the, the, yes, the, the blessings gifts. that flow from, from yeah. that relationship with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Right. That's a shout-out out there. Let's give the Holy Spirit a shout-out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the forgotten I, person of the Holy Trinity. Everybody wants to talk about God, the Father, and Jesus Christ. It's like, listen, the Spirit's the one that's with us now, right? Yes. That's the one. Christ said, I'll send you the Advocate. And Pentecost is the birthday of the church. And I think oftentimes we don't take... Uh, we don't harness that power, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, in response to this election season, I said, you know what we need? The, the faith has the answer to our culture today. Yes. What, what do we need? We need kindness. We need understanding. We need yeah. joy. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, folks. Tap into your faith as a response to the ills that you see around you. Yes. Uh, the anger, take it to the Lord, take it to the Holy Spirit, and ask for those gifts of your baptism and confirmation to be to, to be and released. And one of the gifts that uh, the Holy Spirit that isn't really spoken that much about is the gift of tongues. Mm. And that gave me such peace. I knew that any problems that were coming up in my family of origin, and I did not know how to pray for it, I was confident mm. because of the gift of, of tongues that I could pray. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome to me. So the, the prayer group Wednesday, Thursday nights, you'd meet at the cathedral on a yes. weekly basis, and you'd have an hour or so of prayer and, and maybe mass or, or, or just prayer. Yeah. Just pr so out of they this. They had beautiful music ministry. Mm. Yep. Oh. So being a prayer warrior, Mom, uh, you know, do you get a lot of people that call you and ask you for prayers? And is that well, something that right now I'm in a position where I've moved, yep. and I'm in a different—I don't know—a different spot in my life. Yeah, I'm living at the uh, Prince of Peace assisted living. Yep. here, and but I do, yes. That's uh, you know, I think uh, John. Uh, I don't know if you were there. It was Katie. Katie and I, when Aunt Mary passed away, your oldest sister, all right? So your older sister's sick, and we get a phone call in the middle of the night, like, all right, uh, Uncle Bill. No, it was Uncle Bill is passing away. Uh, that's a different story. Back to this one. When Aunt Mary passed away, for some reason, I kind of became the, not the executor, but I was in charge of stuff for Aunt Mary. And I remember her phone book. And I got, I had her phone, her all her, her contact. And I opened up the contact book, and right on the left side on a slip of paper slipped in there, the first thing that I see that jumps out to me is a phone number to the Lake Elmo Carmelite nuns, Carmelite the cloistered Carmelite nuns. Yes. And I thought, wow, this is mom. Like, <laughs> you know, you kind of always taught us, you know, have the, have the nuns on speed dial. Now, back in the day, we didn't have speed yeah. dial, but have the nuns on speed dial. I can't tell you. Uh, how important that was for you to tell us and, to, and that we were raised with this intercessory prayer and that there are people out there that have this gift that spend their whole day in prayer. And maybe for our listeners, that's a good, maybe a good catechetical lesson for us today. And Father John, maybe you can get into a little bit more about the importance of intercessory prayer and having those warriors out there behind the scenes praying for you and your loved ones. Yeah, I, uh I kind of resented, you know, everything basically that you're saying was like anathema to me growing up. <clears throat> you know, you invite people over the house and there's all this religious art. I used to say to everybody, <laughs> I live in a religious art museum. <laughs> 
can't you guys find I something never. that doesn't have to do with Jesus, Mary, and Everything Joseph hanging and up put in our house, house was religious. There was nothing. The <laughs> only thing non-religious was that house, the picture of the house with all the kids falling out oh, of it. Yeah. And even that had like 25 kids in the picture. I mean, if that isn't religious, I mean. <laughs> and so, But then obviously conversion happens and things start changing and I'm starting to like pray and do these things and I'm kind of like, oh. Even when I was in treatment, kind of the thought was, when he was doing this meditation with Jesus, and I was like, oh, this is kind of that quirky stuff, you know? <laughs> and then, but it worked. So then, I'm growing, growing, a couple years go by. Well, I'm in the seminary, and I don't know what came up. Uh, something came up, and I was, like, in need. I was, like, needed help. So I called the Carmelites. <laughs> and I, as, you know, I don't know what, I just know the Carmelites from conversation. I called the Carmelites in Alexandria, South Dakota, and I said, you know, I need prayers, da da da, da. Um, And I hung up the phone, and I was like, that's the last nail in the coffin. I am my mother and my father. <laughs> <laughs> I just called the Carmelites for prayer. That's like the top of the list of religious fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, it's not a religious fanatic. That's no. belief. That's no. faith. That's, that's right. like believing that's what living. Christ said, that you are my body. And as Christ prayed in the tomb or in the garden to the Father, uh, so we too, as a part of his body, are bringing about this continual presence of the church, and we are the instruments of the need for other. It's one of the beautiful things about being Catholic is it's yes. not me and Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's we a are community. saved corporately. Yeah. And yeah. I need you and you need me. And part of that is prayer. And so I've really just grown I have a whole list of people that God seems to have put in my path. And when something really comes up in the parish, when something comes up for me, when something comes up that I really need, like I just send a quick email out to them and I say, yeah. I'm not I can't tell you the story, I can't tell you what's yeah. going on, but here's some details. I need some help. And they're just people I know God gave me to be a part of my priesthood. And um and so you know, the Carmelites, the Adoration Sisters. Yeah, the Sioux sisters, Falls. and we're building a convent uh, for them up up on, on the and, cathedral yeah. campus. You know, and and it's why just, would you invest? Why would you invest in building this uh, convent for nuns that are kind of cloistered and th their primary mission is prayer? Prayer makes the world go around. Mm -hmm. I used to go up there. Oh my god! When we first and I'd knock on the door, and I'd say, "Could I come in and pray for a while?" Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Is this the convent, the old convent, convent? the uh, the old Dominican convent? The no, 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 no. The red. Sisters. Oh, the red, That's red sisters. The red sisters. Yeah. Gotcha. You just go up there and I can knock yeah. on the door. So uh, we're up there. The other, I take the parish up there, and we're up there. And this sister starts telling this story. This. <laughs> really? I'm like, what? And everybody around is looking at me. I'm like, I had no idea. I don't even know what she's talking. About. <laughs> 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 The Sisters yeah. of Perpetual Adoration and the Blessed Yeah, Sacrament. Mom would go up yes. there and pray with them wow. and better in. Well, maybe you got a second vocation. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so the beauty of intercessory prayer, and, you know, I just encourage our listeners out there, who is that in your life? Yeah. You know, do you have that person that you can call up in a pinch when you really need some prayers? Or for sure the Carmelites and the, the Red Sisters. So you can get email or you can get the, the number for the Red Sisters and for the Carmel out in Alexandria, South Dakota. I encourage you to do that. These women spend their entire day yeah. in sacrifice and, and in prayer and in intercession for us and our needs. 
And so if you don't have that person or, or group out there, I encourage you today that that's a, that's a great thing that you could do uh, moving forward because we, all, we need all the help we can get. Amen? Yes. And so, well, Mom, I'm just grateful for that, that prayer, uh, that spirit of prayer that you have, that you've passed down to your children as well, uh, obviously coming uh, through the family. Um, and, and, you know, every once in a while I'll call you up and give you a prayer. And, you know, we got lots of them. I, I actually, as a matter of fact, the influences that we can have on other people is really interesting because you don't realize it always until a critical moment. And just a, a Thanksgiving, you know, but also a prayer request. So the other day, we, uh, I got a, uh, Troy Eisenberg, uh, Natalie, my sister's uh, sister. Her husband's dad had an open-heart surgery uh, yesterday, but he was really struggling this past weekend. And it was not looking good. And they said, oh, Joe, can you call the nuns? Oh. And I thought, wow, you know, my, my in-laws aren't Catholic. Aren't Catholic. You know, but yet here they are. They, they see that witness of, of prayer and intercession. And now they asked me to pray for them, too. But she didn't come and say, Joe, will you pray for She said, would you call the nuns? Would you, would you let the nuns know? Laura did. And so we called them up. We put them on the prayer list. So I just invite you to pray for Ike. He had surgery yesterday. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people in hospitals and every day and I always think of people in the prisons that need our prayer and all these yes. things. There's so many people out there. So thanks, Mom, yeah. for passing on that. that and we all, and I think gift. you're right. We all have the gift of prayer. You know, in my yeah. list are these random people. But yeah. the fact of the matter is I believe God put these people in my life for this reason. Yeah. And so religious orders all over the world have different charisms. But some of them have a particular charism to prayer. And God put them in this world for that particular reason. And so what a blessing. We ask everybody to pray for us. Mm. Uh, when we, and when my mother have. was dying, uh, she gave me, and of course I was not smart enough to keep it, but she gave me a slip of paper with the name of a Carmelite nun <coughs> in Omaha, I believe it was. And she said, call this number. And tell sister that I'm dying hmm. and my mother had a very strong relationship with the Carmelites hmm. well yeah and it, the it, fact it, of the matter this the in in Luke this is the whole thing is who listens to you listens to me in the gospel of in Luke. the gospel of Luke who hears you who, who rejects you rejects me like uh, the Lord ordered all of reality in this way he wants mm -hmm. us to do this together yeah we're a body uh, we are one body and so, and it's funny that it come full circle with these Carmelites that when they moved to South Dakota to Alexandria, of all people in the world, they choose Fast Eddie Rutten, our dad, to build their million dollar con convent. I still look back and I think, well, God bless Tom. I think Tom, Tom probably uh, got the brunt of it done. But um, you know, here here is this uh, you know small carpenter, if you will, a yes. small builder, and yet the Carmelite nuns would choose him. Primarily because they probably <laughs> reminded them of St. Joseph, probably. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was in Alexandria at the time, and I was, um, Father Fox got me into cleaning all the stations of the cross. Oh, yeah. And cleaning them up. And he came over one day and said, uh, where is your husband? And I said, oh, he's working today. And he said, well, would, could you have him go in and talk to the nuns? They'd like him to 
build an addition onto their chapel. When I told Ed, he looked at me like, what did you do now? What did you get me into? Yes. I said, Ed, <laughs> I'm just passing the message. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that began the, the building of, of the Carmelite Monastery in Alexandria. Shout out to the Carmelites. They're yeah. definitely yes. not listening, I no. would imagine, but well, shout out to them. There's so many stories from there that I remember. I wasn't really with the church at the time when he was doing that, and the, but there were so many stories that would provoke me. You know, he'd talk about how money would show up or this would happen or that would happen. I'm like, is this stuff real? Like, and I think in so many ways that's the difficulty of intercessory prayers. Do we believe this actually has an effect yeah. in my life or am I just rattling off a bunch of stuff? Yeah. I say to people all the time, one more rosary isn't going to get what you, what you want. What God's will is will get what you, what you want. Maybe one Hail Mary is all you have to do. Do you have the ability to see in faith that this is happening? And with that passage about who hears you sees me is something I'm not sure we really believe. Mm -hmm. That in Luke, the 72 are sent out. And I love that even they're surprised. They come back and they're like, even the demons are subject to your name. Like, <laughs> they're shocked that as they were sent out, that the effect they saw in this man, Jesus of Nazareth, in their own lives actually had an effect in other people. Mm -hmm. And it's when we start seeing that, like, <gasps> you use me? Yeah. You know, and somebody comes back and says, thanks for praying for me. This and this and this happened. Or people start seeing things happen today. And then you grow confident that, wow, this has a this makes a difference. Uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, this is, it's real. It's real. Fa 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 faith real. Is, a, is a gift of, uh, of the church, hope, charity. And I just encourage our listeners out there, you know, maybe, maybe you just happen to be listening uh, randomly for the first time or you've been listening for a little bit. Uh, and you, you kind of sense that you're not in the place that you need to be or desire to be. And uh, I encourage you just in faith to say a prayer to our Lord now. Just invite him into your heart. Invite him into the places maybe that, you know, you're not really excited about him being at. <laughs> uh, uh, but just entrust that to him and in faith know that the Lord loves you uh, and that he calls you home, that he calls you to himself. So uh, we're, you're listening live here to Rutten Radio. Thanks to our sponsors, Mount Marty. And, uh, you know, Lamb Radio is a, a donor-supported ministry of the church. And so if anybody's out there listening and you feel it in your heart, the movement of the Spirit, uh, they'd kindly take donations to Lamb Catholic Radio here. You can listen in uh, via radio. You can jump on Twitter or Facebook, some of those social medias, and uh, follow. It's also live-streamed, and it'll be archived for the future. The second hour was recorded. We got her up and rocking and rolling here. So... We're grateful to have uh, the matriarch of the Rutten clan here with us this morning, and we got another half hour left. After we take the break, we'll be right back. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure that they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it is term life or whole life. Long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. Mount Marty College Theater will present its fifth annual Stations of the Cross and a sung chaplet of Divine Mercy with piano, bass, and cello. 
There will be two presentations, the first on Tuesday the 22nd at 7 p.m. and the second on Wednesday 23rd with Pete's and Fellowship starting at 6, stations at 7, and adoration following the performance. Both presentations are free and will be held in the Marion Auditorium. For more information, call 605-668-1533. Hi, this is Patrick Coffin, host of Catholic Answers Live. Let me ask you a personal question. Can you afford not to support Catholic Radio? With marriage being redefined and the muscle and influence of groups like Planned Parenthood and transgender mania and the whole mainstreamization of pornography, you know the list, the list of challenges facing Catholics today. Your support can take Catholic Radio to the next level to reach ever more people for the message of Jesus Christ and the church that he founded. Thanks to EWTN, our program, Catholic Answers Live, is provided free of charge, but there are many other expenses that have to be paid locally to keep us on the air. When you pledge your support, you make it possible for this station to carry programs like Catholic Answers Live every day throughout the year, in season or out. No matter what the amount, your gift works to make a difference for you and for your friends and for the future of Catholic Radio and the work of evangelization. Prayerfully consider making a gift right now. Be a saint. What else is there? To make your pledge today, go to lamradio.com or call us at 605-275-4659. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If I told you my story, you would hear love, but never gave up. And if I told you my story, you would hear life, but it wasn't mine. If I should speak, then
praising my Savior all the day long. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. <laughs> John, would you like to? No, you, it's yours. Oh, I thought you get the second hour. <laughs> Welcome back to Lamb Radio, uh, Rutten, the Rutten Show here. We're missing one of the Rutten brothers, um, the, one of the priests. They were actually missing three brothers. Shout out to Rick and Tom. Uh, but Paul's in Rome, and the matriarch of the clans joined us here, Monica Rutten. Uh, great stories, Mom. This has been fun. I, I hope that you uh, aren't scared away, and you'll come back and join us again. She's getting a lot of notice on Facebook. Uh-oh. Oh, oh Monica Rutten's getting shout-outs. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I just got one. I just got a shout-out from... Uh, uh, a buddy that's headed out hunting. He's headed West River oh. hunting. I go tomorrow. I got to go tomorrow, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I got a full day, though. I go till 9 tonight, so I got a full day's work, and then I got to go West River. It's that time of season in South Dakota. Pheasants have been shot, deer are on the ground, packing meat in the fridge and uh, freezer, and uh, living life in South Dakota, although it doesn't feel quite like November yet, but uh, it's coming, I hear. That's what they say, right? Father John. We got a half hour left here. You know, we talk about being a pastor and of a parish and leading a group of people and uh, your experience. What what impact did your family, did mom, dad, did being a rutten have um, on your priesthood or uh, on the way that you live out your faith? Um, I guess um, you know a lot of people naturally. I think I could tend toward it too. Want to protect their kids and. I, I have that in me too, but I'm less I'm less settled by it because it's not my experience. Mm-hmm. My experience is that all of the kids have a different degree of faith, but that we've all come to it in a way different differently than than like here's the plan. You know, I um, here's I the ten step program. Yeah, here's the ten step program child. about you know raising your kids and and protecting. I mean, we never were grounded. That always goes through my mind. Like, how is it that we I, all survived and we were never I grounded? Did. But well, yeah, I know that, that was <laughs> rightfully so. I remember. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Grounded was a kind of uh, uh, retribution. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So that has a huge impact on me because if if I'm very serious about proposing what actually. I believe mm-hmm. I can't just, and it's so easy to just tell people certain things. And I think, well, that's not my experience. That's not what, what worked for me. Uh, I could do whatever I want. Now I still think, uh, regulations or I think, you know, being good, you know, having boundaries for your kids is a good thing and grounding can be helpful, but it, ha- it I have to take seriously. Why is it that we're all where we are? Well, the number one reason that we are where we are is because mom and dad lived faith and so as i made decisions of my own life uh i was making a judgment of mom and dad's life not of what they were telling me and this i think it's so easy to trust ourselves to telling people things and to just making sure they do it all right that we don't trust that Mm -hmm. faith in christ actually can do something more and so the perfect example i have is when i was in the twin cities i was making a fortune and i was still driving a you know, a Saturn, and I desperately wanted a Beamer. 
Mm. Oh my gosh, have I ever wanted a Beamer? And black and tinted windows, three series, and like, wanted it. And I remember sitting at the desk in the basement, or in the yeah, the basement of the house that I lived in, and looking at Beamers. And do you know what was going through my mind? What are mom and dad going to think when I park this at the house at Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's what was going through my mind. Right. That is how I like propose life to people is you we think we have to have it all nice and structured. But the fact of the matter is, if we trust in a person's heart and live a certain way, that is an education. And, you know, until when until they're a certain age, you have to give them values and you have to teach them and you have to give them. But at a certain age, we have to start entrusting to the person's judgment and helping them make decisions for themselves. And I'll never forget that they didn't have any idea that their life, you know. But I didn't buy the car because I knew if I parked that next to the house, I'd drive in and mom and dad would like see right through me. They'd be like, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Right? Big Shot. <laughs> and yet, right? At the same time, they'd say nothing about it. Yeah. You know, because they would know, like I knew, you know, like you're saying, you know everybody's stuff and you just accept everybody where they're at and you just, but I would know that this wasn't like true. And so, so that's So as huge. a priest, that's probably been pretty beneficial. Yeah, like like the first thing we have to do is, is Christ enough for me? Is Christ changing me? Is Christ alive in me? In front of this despairing circumstance, am I certain of something? That is the witness that the person we want to help most needs. And oftentimes we don't trust in it enough and we go to correcting or grounding or, and those, I'm not saying those things aren't, every family has to do what they have to do, but, uh, or like if I can get it all just set up right or well, even it's with kind of the puppet, if you will. I mean, you can yeah. kind of puppet it, yeah. it, it, and, and if your kid becomes good, it's because you puppeted them right. Or yeah. if you, if they're not, then what did you yeah. do wrong? And at and some point you just have to entrust them. They're their own person. And if you are at my parish, you're going to hear this. I, I, every once in a while I'll say, it's so easy to talk about the, the child that's a lawyer. What about the one that's a drug addict? Mm. Jesus is actually really interested in the drug addict. And yet we don't want to talk about him. Mm. We want to, like, find a way to say something nice. No, like, Jesus is saying, your son's a drug addict, mm. and I love him. Yeah. Can you love him? Can you, like, find me? And you know what? That child actually might be a means to the, the parent's real relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, so if that's kind of where I, how I live in front of my families. Now, I fall to the same thing, and if I could get a nice, perfect pair, I mean, I do the same thing, but maybe I... Catch myself sooner. You mean St. Lambert isn't a nice, perfect parent? <laughs> I kind of thought that it was. <laughs> and there's people listening out there. <laughs> yeah, well, this. so I say this, too, because I had to really start thinking about this. I love St. Lambert. There's beautiful things happening. Mm -hmm. There's life there. But I thought, I had one time this, this uh, mom came up, and she was crying after Mass. And the person, and I'm like, what's going on? And the person that brought her said, she's here for the first first time, and she has this baby, and some lady in the pew chastised her because uh. she wouldn't take her baby out of church. Uh. What? Uh. Well, now, I could get mad at this lady. Mm -hmm. Now, rightfully so. But the fact of the matter is, I'm more interested in the fact I'm I do stupid things. Yeah. I say stupid yeah. things. Like so what's so I just like had to grapple and I said, you know what? The proposal in St. Lambert isn't that we have a bunch of holy perfect people. Mm. 
That's not. The proposal at St. Lambert Parish is that if you come and stay with us long enough, you're going to experience the mystery of God in your heart in a way that you can't explain unless you continue to follow Christ. And that's the proposal. It's, it's a bunch of imperfect people who say, like, this God is invading me, and I'm actually changing. Okay, one more story. Can I say one more story? It's your uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this this uh, Eritrean student, Ramon, uh, lo- there's a guy I see at Daily Mass. Okay? He is a young man. I introduce myself. He says, I'm from Eritrea. I, I, I fled through the Sahara Desert, and I ended up in a boat going across the sea. I end up in Italy, and when I'm there, I get married by the Archbishop of uh, Malta, and then, and then I'm here. Okay? So when Pope Francis is talking about immigrants, I'm thinking of Joseph. And he's sitting in my parent, parent right there. He then comes to me a few weeks later and he says, I have this friend at John Morrell and he needs to come back to church. Can you meet with him? So I go over to their house and I meet with him. He comes back to the church, gets marriage blessed, baptizes three kids. Then he comes to me and he says, I have this cousin who Aww. needs to come back to church. And will you come meet with her? So I go over to her house and, and we have dinner and she gets things ordered in her life. And she has this son, Ramon. And Ramon, she says, I want Ramon to go to St. Lambert School. So Ramon enters sixth grade at St. Lambert School. <laughs> One day... Yeah, I, t- I was trying to think if I had asked if I could tell the story. I did. He comes, he's pulled out of the school. You know, he's going to do some other things in the classroom one time. And he says, he says, I got to get out of this school. And the teacher's like, what's wrong? Like, what happened? He says, I got to get out of this school. If I don't get out of this school, I'm going to end up all good. that is christianity i am a total wretch i am imperfect i got all these problems but i keep hanging around these people and i keep getting better if i if i keep hanging around these people i'm gonna end up all good that is the life that mom and dad taught me uh it's not perfect it's really broken but if you follow jesus long enough you're gonna get good that that uh a side caveat you talked about mom and dad's home like surrounded by holy objects you know it's like a mm-hmm. museum uh i don't know if we told the story yet about the drunk from the pomp room that showed up <laughs> <laughs> and i get home and there's this guy literally passed out like uh in in our living room now our home was an open door policy we barely ever locked our doors and paul's sleeping on the couch i think katie's there too and me and there's this guy i'm like what is going on and i won't look over and he kind of comes to or whatever and uh i'm like can i help you and and if you know maybe it's tom's friend rick's i don't know and uh he said first words out of his mouth now now guide you there's crucifixes pictures of jesus it's a it's a shrine in our home right Mother Angelica. And, and, and ewtn's on the the tv and at night ewtn would just have a picture of the pieta and then they'd pray the rosary or something or and so this is going on, and the guy's just staring at the TV, and he looks and he says, am I in heaven? <laughs> I said, no, you're in my home. What are you doing here? Uh, and lo and behold, he is out at the pop room a little too late and uh, you know, ended up in our living room somehow. Uh, but though, that's the culture. That's the environment that uh, is most important. What kind of an environment do we create? that we live amongst and then permeation happens you know we just hopefully we're encouraged to do better things right surround yourself with with holy things and 
hopefully they inspire you to be holy. And so, Mom, thanks for creating a holy culture and a holy environment, uh, even in the midst of our brokenness, right? Right. Um, you know, we got a couple of minutes left, Mom. I, I kind of, you know, you got any insights or thoughts or wisdoms? Uh, you know what? What's your favorite part of being Catholic? What's, if you had to say this is what I love, I love being Catholic because, what would you say? Because I can go to Mass every day mm-hmm. and receive communion. Do you, uh, did, have you ever been or are you a daily communicant? I have been, yes. You have been. Uh, and was Dad a daily communicant? Yes. And that's kind of something that I think a lot of people out there don't always know or realize, but you can go to Mass every single day. Yes. And so sometimes I always just encourage people, you know, maybe on your lunch break or something, or uh, in Sioux Falls, we have Cathedral at Mass at 6.45 a.m., and it's always inspiring when you see those people. It's like a community within the community, isn't it? Yes. Those daily communicants that go to Mass every day. But if, if this is what we believe, like Jesus is truly present in Holy Communion, what more could we do today that would be better than <laughs> receiving Him? Nothing. 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 So Communion's your favorite part of being Catholic. What about uh, favorite saint? Got any? Well, you probably got a few, well, but... <laughs> yeah, I do have a few. Uh, well, St. Monica was, is, and always will be, but Padre Pio mm-hmm. and the cure of ours. St. John Vianney. I put these two boys' priesthood in their hands. Gotcha. And St. John Vianney is the patron of priests. Uh-huh. So that's great. And Padre Pio, wow, what a oh, amazing, amazing person. Huh? That was the highlight of our trip to Rome. Oh, that's right. You and Dad went to Rome, didn't you? Yes. And I'll never forget standing there in the church in the basement of where his casket was. In San, is that San Giovanni Rotondo? Yes. In Italy? You know, it's funny. I have a great devotion to him as well. And I was over there for four months and I never went. <laughs> it's like you get so, like John was saying, you know, you get there and you, you, you get to the end of it and you, all of a sudden there's like 12 things that you didn't do that you, you want to check off your list. But I never was able to, to get there. But boy, it was Rome a, oh, a, a fascinating place. That trip to get up that mountain mm. and all the while I'm thinking about how did he get all that lumber mm. when he built build that it. hospital up mm. there. Yeah, it's a it's pretty mar- marvelous and miraculous undertaking yes. that, that they took there. Uh, great story. Can I tell a story? It's your show. So you can't the, blame me any longer for being in charge. I just right? read the biography of St. John Bianney. Well, because oh, I had heard this story that really was so merciful and so hope-filled, but I didn't ever want to tell it again until I could find proof of it. So I read his biography. I was looking around and um, and couldn't find it well one day i pick up this prayer book uh and it says it tells this story about someone who committed suicide and this woman was distressed uh about it and they said well between the bridge and the water this there your your family member whoever this was uh had 
had the opportunity to ask for God's mercy or something mm -hmm. like that. And then it had a little footnote, and it said, down at the bottom, it said, St. John Vianney had a similar experience, da-da-da-da-da, and it showed this book. And I was like, this is the book I've been looking for. <laughs> so I went there, though, but it wasn't in the book. So, like, this other story... How, like was the thing God put in my path to find this again. So I went on retreat and I read the biography of St. John Vianney. And this is the story he had. This woman, her husband committed suicide and she was despairing over the state of his soul because he wasn't mm -hmm. a believer. Yeah. And she, so she went to St. John Vianney. There was days of confession. She couldn't see him. And she finally just was like, you know, had, couldn't wait any longer. So she's in the sanctuary praying or near the sanctuary and St. John Vianney shows up and he says, uh, he says, um, you know, do not worry or something. Your, your husband's soul uh, is in purgatory and she and he said, um, "Do you remember the image that you had in your bedroom? He permitted you to put that up, and once in a while he would pray with you, and that was it. Like this is Saint John Vianney." who is saying to this woman, like, your husband said yes in this ways. We don't know the totality of somebody's mm. life. Yeah. We don't know yep. the fullness of their heart and soul. We don't know all the decisions we make. We believe in hell. Yeah. We believe in heaven. Those are the two end destinations. Purgatory is where we all make sure we're purified. But it was so hope-filled that here is this uh, circumstance in which this, it reminded me of the good thief on the cross, this weekend's readings. Yeah. What does he do? He could be a wretch all his life. And right at the end, he happened to be in a place where he's on the one side of Jesus. And he says, remember me. Yeah. Even that, isn't that such a, remember me. Like that's such a, I don't even have the ability to remember myself. You, Jesus, remember me. Today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, so there's, there's a good little catechesis there that kind of popular culture likes to throw out, don't judge, you know, in reference to, issues in the church, social issues of our day, sin, things like this. I say, well, you know, we're not supposed to judge. Well, that's not necessarily true. What we're referring to there is a judgment of particulars, of the individual's soul itself. We don't have the authority to judge a person's salvation. That relationship is between them and God. We do judge sin. We do judge human behavior, whether somebody's doing something right or wrong. The consequences of that personally for that person in their eternal salvation we don't know, and I don't think we ever want to underestimate our loved ones that are falling away from faith, maybe that are living in a life of sin, that are struggling with something particular. Let's not lose hope, you yeah. know, for our country. Let's not lose hope. There's plenty to be hopeful, hopeful about and, and to really entrust them to the, obviously, to the, the, to the loving arms of Christ but to his mother, you know, to marry and to, to reach out to the saints, that we're in a big family here, and we never know what might be that little thing that touches a person's heart, that opens up, cracks that door for them to say yes to Christ and to ask for Christ to be present to them. Um, so if you're listening, maybe it's you that's struggling. Maybe it's, it's your loved one, your child, something like that. I just encourage you to, to hold fast, to hold hope to Christian hope, uh, that, that Christ loves them, and, and you never know what it will be that will touch their heart in a particular way. 
We've got a few minutes left here as we kind of wrap up our, our show this month for November's edition of Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio with our unbelievable guest, the matriarch of the Rutten clan and the youngest of the 14 Donnelly clan from the North End, Monica Rutten. Mom, I got it. We got a little note here. See, this is what happens, Mom. People send emails and notes and things like that <laughs> as we're doing this. And then you get handed a piece of paper, and so then you got to give shout-outs, all right? So this one's to uh, apologize if I get it. Uh, Amy Thielman Born. And, Mom, this is just a note from somebody that we don't know. And she said that she's glad that she followed the spirit in turning on the radio program today. She heard that the show was going to be on. She hasn't listened before. Um, but she knows Tom. She went to high school with Tom and some of the cousins in Larchwood. But she said, my parents and I camped at Lake Pahoya for many years. Your family was always wonder to me. I'm an only child, and the thought, and thought having a huge home full of many children was always inspiring. And, Mom, I want you to know that, that your, your family life and your life did inspire a lot of people. And I don't know that if you appreciate that or if we always recognize that, but the gift of, of the big family is really something that we treasure, but other people treasure, like the Noonans and the Earlies and the Heitzlers and, and so many of these families. I think of our prayer. We'd have Wednesday prayer night, you know, and it's like the last place in the world we wanted to be was at home <laughs> and everybody else. rosary, but all our friends wanted to be there. It's like, <laughs> you guys like, we, we got to go home for family yeah. prayer night. And yeah. they, they'd be like, well, can we come? Do you like, remember the rule on Sundays? Right. Yeah, well, you finished that. So anyway, she just said that her mom passed away uh, in, in 2014. Um, but she just, anyway, long story short here, she said that the stories hit home, and she's just really, really grateful uh, for turning on the radio. So mommy inspired oh. somebody here in their faith, and, and they really made a connection with you. But this is a common, Mom. You might not know it. Throughout your life and in our family's life, that lots of people have found a, a sanctuary in the Rutten household. And so we're just grateful for the sacrifices and the trials and tribulations that we gave you uh, over the years. But thank you on behalf of, uh, obviously, us, but all those listeners out there. Why don't we wrap it up here, Mom, if uh, we could. We'll just take an opportunity. I, I, I want one little reflection out of you. Everybody always asks, what's the, what was the secret to Monica and Ed raising a, a faithful family and uh, you know, did, did you do something special? Was there a magic elixir? What was the secret sauce uh, that kind of ended up getting to the point where uh, the family is where they're at in faith today? Prayer. Prayer. A specific prayer, prayer or? Yes. Now, I, I read this prayer on the back of the missalette at Mass one day. Hmm. And I said, Ed, this is the perfect prayer. I said, we should pray this at home with the kids. Hmm. And it wasn't long, and he had about 13 copies. <laughs> That's steady. That's steady. cardboard yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with member, he a cut s- out those, <laughs> God bless this house. The, yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah he'd, he'd have a soup can, an old soup there can that he'd line in construction paper, like red <laughs> construction paper. And then he'd cut out the letters, like white letters that would say, God bless this home. Yeah. And then he'd put it on the outside of the soup can. And then these prayers would fit in there. Yeah. And they sat in the middle of our table, right? And, yes. He uh, was unsuspectingly creative. Like, he loved projects and tinkering and doing things. But I never realized it, I think, until 
he was older that the Sarah Club. He always <laughs> that's when I was like, oh man, he's got all kinds of tricks up his sleeve here. So he, so you guys started praying. That's when we started praying it. And yes, and we began to pray this. When would you pray it? After meals. So that was your after dinner grace. Especially, it kind of depended on how many of you we had there. <laughs> Why is that? We might have prayed it twice that day. <laughs> because a few of you that weren't there at noon came at supper. Uh -huh. Gotcha. And this family prayer, Mom, uh, we started praying it to conclude our radio show. Uh, okay. I use it at family program at the cathedral. We finish every Sunday's religious education at the cathedral with it. And it's become pretty popular. I know your yeah. daughter, Laura, passes it out a little bit. I wouldn't so I showed up down others. to Yankton, down to this house a couple weeks ago, and I'm eating dinner at this home. And all of a sudden, I look over, and on their mantle is a huge gold-framed copy of this prayer. No. And yes, yes. So it's on my Facebook page. You can go to oh, my really? Facebook page, and you can pray it along with us. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap up our uh, November edition of uh, Mount Marty's sponsored Lamb Catholic Radio hosted Rutten Radio times three. We're going to welcome back Father Paul next month. Thankful, thank, thank you, Mom, for being with us. Let us go ahead, and John, if you'll lead us in our family prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, we, we thank, thank you, you for, for your love, love and for your many blessings, blessings especially, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another. Quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness. Generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us. And help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world. And help us draw closer daily to you and to each other. Until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rutten Radio, coming at you. You've been listening to the Rutten Brothers, brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. On the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, 91.3 KSTJ, Hartford, Madison, Mitchell, Yankton, 104.3 LP, Juan Diego Radio for Sioux Falls, and 88.9 KSJP, Ipswich, Aberdeen, and online at lambradio.com. <laughs>